Welcome to the Game Central Podcast, episode 37. Um, Gareth's been having a bit of an argument online um, against the people. Just give you a bit of backstory. We were once uh, much loved uh, and honoured members of a little Facebook group called Game Central Lives. Um, then they turned on us one day because Gareth didn't like talking to anyone. Uh, <laughs> I, I like to argue, which isn't a very good combination. Uh, Don, I suppose everyone just likes you, don't they? I, I pretty much keep to myself, and I never say anything. Excellent. That is what a great member of a community <laughs> does. Uh, <clears throat> I've actually been thrown out as a kind of into the wastelands, uh, never to be seen again, nor allowed back in. Uh, Gareth, what have you been arguing about tonight? Um, someone was arguing that uh, people who send other people on Twitch money are idiots. Yes. Uh, and that's a nice way of putting it. The way they said it was much more aggressive and uh, some might say offensive. Yeah, but you agree with that, don't you? <clears throat> <laughs> with what? Which bit? <laughs> with, uh, obviously, with people giving people money on Twitch. Yeah, it's people being entertaining. And if you want to keep being entertained by them, you know, it can't hurt to give them a little bit of like when you go account. into a stripper's bar and you put, like, a £10 note into their bra. Exactly, because you want to see Candy again when you go next week. <clears throat> and she might not be on if she's not getting the tips, you know what I mean? Exactly, she'll feel really upset. So, Gareth, I don't see the point personally in giving Twitch tips, but uh, <laughs> I will say that I agree with you just to piss anyone on that site off. I doubt any of them listen to this anymore because, <laughs> quite frankly, they're disgusted with us, aren't they? Uh, We've got, we have fans on there. There's quite a few people, I think, who listen to the podcast. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Well, some of them all right. I quite like uh, Jenny Anderton and people like that. Very nice people. I've done business with her in the past. She sent me money for my goods. And, uh, <laughs> there you go. They've that's like, up. That's nice. like offline Twitch streaming. Yeah, exactly. You twitched so, for her in real life, and then she sent you money for it. I don't think there's anyone left for you to argue with, though, Gareth, because you've blocked pretty much everyone. Um, that's that's a an exaggeration, but I did block someone new this past week. Oh yes, <laughs> so, no one else has gone so. into the blocked world of Gareth <laughs> Williams. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm, I'm going to get. Sorry, sorry, Don. What was you saying? I, I kind of get on with everyone. Yeah, that's because you're that kind of guy. You know, no one's got really a bad word to say against you. But then again, they haven't really got anything great to say. (laughs) (laughs) Both these statements are true. Excellent. So, you know, if you didn't turn up for work tomorrow, people would probably go, oh, who's that that guy that sits there? (laughs) That guy, you know him. What? What's he done? Oh, I don't know. Um, You know him. He doesn't really upset anyone, but then he doesn't really excite anyone either. Oh, no, I don't remember him. <laughs> Try it tomorrow. Just don't go in and don't say anything. And then go back in on Thursday. See if anything's said. <laughs> I'll give there it a go. go. Now it gets topical. If you're listening to this in Hong Kong, what are you bloody doing? Get back to your protest. But after you've finished protesting for your freedom, please, by all means, come and join us. That's if your government will let you even play any of the games featured in today's podcast. 
You won't find Don Goss protesting in Hong Kong, but you will find him nearby in a little place called Bangkok, falls deep in a ladyboy protesting about the quality of transport in his native home of England. How are you doing, Don? Has the, the buses and trains been fair to you this week? They've been pretty good to me this week, mate. It's been a good week. It's been good. You know, you know when you just hit those, you know, you know, you hit it and then you get the train and then you get the bus and you think, yeah, that worked for me today. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Gareth. You stop coughing. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help. Sorry, everyone. Gareth has got a cough and he wants everyone to know. <laughs> and you know, he wants to cough and get all the attention. Um, so why don't you just come out of it now, Gareth? I've got a cough. I, I can't. He's got the first cough of the winter and he's bragging about it. Because he got in there before all of us. Yep, I'm, I'm the exclusive coffer on the podcast. Right, here we go. Because this connects to um, Don's introduction. And if we leave it too long, then the <laughs> connection will be lost. Okay. One person you won't find complaining about public transport is Gareth. As he doesn't have to use it until Christmas time when he goes on his annual trip <laughs> to work. So are you getting all ready to go to work around Christmas time, Gareth? Uh, hopefully. <laughs> oh, yes. So, if anyone's in the Manchester area and you want a gaming expert, um, then please send your CV in to gamebanter.co.uk. I don't know why you would send your CV to Gareth. Uh, well, I think that's how hiring works. Uh, Something like that. So, how's your week been, Gareth? It's been okay. Stressful. Very, yeah. very stressful. People might notice there wasn't a podcast last week. Do you want to apologise for everyone, Gareth? Uh, I'm sorry. It was all my fault as well. Uh, because <laughs> basically, found out last week that uh, I'm getting kicked out of this house at the end of October. He's actually not. He's I just... am. And you've got a cough. Do... Yeah. Oh Both my... those two things in the same week. Does your girlfriend not have anything to say about it? She gave me the cough. No, getting kicked out. <laughs> oh. Well, she's getting kicked out as well. We're all getting kicked out at the end, at the end of our That trailer. is really rude. It is, but it, what it means is that we've been uh, going in loads of flat viewings and stressing yeah. out loads. So last week, we had a flat viewing and uh, I said to the guys, I reckon I could be back for half seven. Yeah. And I wasn't back for wasn't. half seven. Gareth, and... I do like the fact that you're more open on the podcast in front of everyone than you are with me and Don. How are you doing, <laughs> Gareth? Are you okay? Is there anything you want to talk about? No, I'm okay. But when you get on the podcast, it all comes out, doesn't it? <laughs> well, I think the listeners deserve an explanation. As to and why. we don't, even though we sat there for an hour <laughs> waiting for you last week. I thought I was going to be back in time. I kept looking at my watch like, ah, it's only quarter to eight. I'll, I'll still be there in, in a decent time. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like Guy. That's how yeah, bad it was. But you know what happened with Guy? It all went on the up, didn't it, after that? He had his little downward spiral, and now it's on its way up. And he's getting so much thrown at him now, he's even turning some of it away. Is he? Well, yeah, he's got girls and that saying, oh, you'd be in a relationship with me. And he's like, no, no, I've got other things going on in my life. What a rock star. He is. So, um,. Have you found anywhere that you like the look of? Nope. Oh dear. <laughs> oh, that's the um, that's the gamble you take when you turned up in suspenders with your gland hanging out the side of your pants. I thought people loved my gland. They don't, Gareth. They don't. <laughs> it's, it's very strange. And <clears throat> are you going into places that are empty, or do you, are you going in there with sad-looking people, knowing that they're going to get evicted? <laughs> 
it's a kind of a mix of both, I suppose. I like that There's when a... when people are walking around awkwardly uh, because they know that their tenancy's coming to an end. They don't yeah. want it to end, but the landlord's told you that you know he has to get rid of them and they'll be out as soon as possible. Yeah, there was a place uh, like yesterday that had four people living in a three-bedroom place, and the place was like a shithole inside. Yeah. And the people didn't speak very good English, and they all oh, left in restaurants. Oh, here he goes, racist! No. Oh, well, there's four of them living in a three-bedroom house. They must be immigrants. That's they not They probably speak English, just refuse to listen to it so you can make your own judgments. They were speaking to us. They were telling us about how they're from, like, Spain, coming over here to try and learn English. Taking your jobs. No. No. <laughs> Oh, this is getting all political when it's it just... It is, it is getting political. It's not supposed to be. Yeah, and so they're being chucked out, are they, Gareth? Well, they're not chucked out, but the uh, the guy trying to rent us the apartment didn't sound too thrilled that people were moving out uh, yeah. start of November, because that's not a great time to be renting out apartments, apparently. It's not, and Gareth, you've got to be very, very careful, because if the heating's not working properly, you know, it's going to be... Yeah, but you say that, but that's what happened to me and Becky in our last place. We took it in the summer thinking, oh, this is a really nice place and affordable. Uh, before we knew it, you couldn't heat the house and we were just staying in bed all day shaking, <laughs> which was quite a sad story. Nice. But, Gareth, if you want affordable housing, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, come to London. Oh, so yeah. I think it's really cheap to live in there. For £1,000. Wow, that is that is cheap. Tell me about it. <laughs> That's absolutely brilliant. Right, so Becky's gone away for the week. Uh, she's gone to Turkey, which is, I don't know, because I've never been on holiday. Mm. So I'm going to be <laughs> stuck in here all day. Not all day, because I go out and venture out to work. But I don't have to worry about being demanded to do things anymore. I can just, me and Dex to the pug, we can just live life to the full. And I, she said she's going to listen to this. So we're going to have listeners in Turkey. Wow. How exciting is that? International. Inter- well, we're already big in Indonesia. That is true, actually. <laughs> so, there you go. That was a weird right. thing. <laughs> so, <clears throat> it, where was that? Me. Oh, I was going to say, Don, don't you start trying to get into coffee. <laughs> so it's on to the news. I think it's more like Gareth and Don tugging each other off whilst regurgitating destiny crap. <laughs> Smash Brothers on top. But damn it, there is two weeks worth of news to get through and we will not let anything get us. So, first, there is a bit of Destiny news. It's quite a bit of news, really. So, ask the people who played it long ago and have finished it, try and convince themselves that there is indeed worth something there to carry on playing the game. For all intents and purposes, the game has been over for quite some time. Join me, Rob, as we sit back and have a lovely tea and look back at the days of yore in Tea for Two. Well, it's quite some time since I look back at my life, and one of the main things I've seen change in my many years is the etiquette observed when queuing for a bus. It used to be that everyone lined up in single file by the bus stop 
Now it just seems like a free-for-all, doesn't it? Mostly I blame the school children. People will say, yes, but you were the same. You were a child once upon a time. No, because there was a thing called manners. And that concludes this week's Tea for Two. Join me next week when we'll be talking about sweets that were marketed in cigarette packs. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the music behind that from, you know, like Hovis adverts. It's like... <laughs> rah, 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 from like classic rah, old times. Rah, rah, rah. Uh, and for those of you that want to listen about Destiny and all the great news that's happening in that game that everyone's completed but still continue to play and fool themselves that there's still a point in playing it, Gareth Williams, <laughs> here we go. No, Don, actually, you do it because you jumped out the gate like a bloody bat out of hell. So, <laughs> damn, if we're not going to let you lead with this one. Oh, dear. It's been a good yeah. week. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> Yeah, there's a ton of Destiny news, but we can probably crack through it fairly quick because most of it adds up to um, it getting fixed in various ways. Yes. Except the one way we all want it fixed. Um, so, uh, yeah, first off, um, the infamous loot cave that everyone was farming, uh, just shooting for <laughs> hours on end into in order to get engrams to uh, pick up new weapons and uh, legendary gear and all the rest of it. Uh, that got patched out. Oh, shame. It was quite fun doing that, just shooting at the cave and then uh, running at it. Uh, but uh, apparently that's not the way you're supposed to play the game. So they patched out. Um, yeah. But not before over a billion bullets were fired into the cave. <laughs> I, I'd say probably about half of those were yours, right, Don? <laughs> Do you know what? I only actually went to the cave twice. And once, I didn't know what was going on because I was on an actual genuine mission walking through and going, why are the people just stood shooting at nothing? I think I saw, just kind of stood and stared at them in that weird way that you... You do sometimes, and someone walks up to you in the game, stares at you, and you go, "Do you do you want something? <laughs> You've got no way of communicating with me what you want." Yeah, and you and you say to yourself, "Please don't do the dance animation." <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> the problem is, people. Once you, it's okay doing a beta; it's all fine. But at the same time, when you get millions of people jump on your game, there's so many people trying to exploit systems that you set up, and it's only through time that you're then able to sort it out. Yeah, true. Thank you. And, uh, I guess they hadn't really thought of this particular thing, but um, yeah. Uh, yeah, when you've got millions of people playing um, playing any game, you know, sooner or later someone is going to stumble across something. Well, the thing uh, is, Don, do you remember when you sometimes get those cash points that just give out money to anyone? Oh, yeah, that happens loads. <laughs> no, but it does happen far more than you'd think. Do you remember, Gareth? It was in the news a few years ago, I think. I know it has happened. Yeah, I, mean, it, it, I remember one instance where, like, it was doubling whatever amount of money <laughs> yeah. you asked for. And people were just going up to it and emptying the account. And there were like lines and lines of people just emptying the cash machine. Yeah. And I think that's kind um, of like Destiny. Yeah, but that was only because some idiot had put the £20 notes in the £10 note drawer. So that wasn't, that wasn't really a computer glitch. That was just a human moron. But the only other time I've seen it happen is in uh, Superman 3. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Did he smash the... Thing and it all started throwing out money. Um, no, that's when Gus reprogrammed all the, the weather satellites and all the computers. And when he was doing that, he was messing with all the computers in the entire country simultaneously. Was he Gus? Through this tiny little green screen 4K machine in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Suddenly yeah. he had hacked satellites and everything. Because that's oh, how computers man. worked in the 80s. They were a lot simpler back in them days, weren't they? They were simpler and way more powerful than you could yeah, possibly... Yeah, it's like, do you want to hack this? No, yes. Do you want to hack that? Yes, no. <laughs> exactly. So, that's absolutely fantastic. Yep. 
But uh, yeah, that little uh, little exploit got patched out of the game. Boo. Um, yeah, but it, I quite I, I don't know I can't I can't like that those little exploits just appear in games and pe- it becomes a thing that the game is known for and it kind of becomes quite fun. Yeah, and I mean, you know, people discovered a new loot cave like within hours. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's just you can't get rid of everything like that in a game. Not in this game, no, because they've got to because the the areas are constantly open. They've got to keep respawning enemies at a fairly decent rate. So all they, all they effectively did was increase the spawn rate from six seconds to forty seconds. Yeah. So um, it does kind of nerf the the loot cave because you'd be there for literally ridiculous hours to achieve the same goal when it's not worth it at that point but but it does mean those areas are a little bit more empty for longer which isn't isn't the best solution i would say no. um maybe just limit the drops coming from those enemies in some way rather you know that would have been better but hey it ain't my game to fix so uh so, <laughs> so yeah um yep. there were some other patches uh well, was a couple of the patches while we were on the patch thing um just to address um the, the old infamous cryptarch who was very famous for uh, decrypting blue and purple engrams, the rare and legendary engrams, into literally anything um, except what except what you were expecting to get. So yeah. mostly it would just be green, uncommon stuff. And even if you had a legendary engram, you weren't in any way guaranteed at all to get a legendary item. And that was uh, annoying a few people, apparently. So, Rightly uh, so. <laughs> so they patched that out. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I guess so. I mean, at least um, you know it, you, you'll get a minimum of that color item now, which makes slightly more sense, I guess, rather than just any color item. Because you might why have different colored engrams at all in that case? If if any you know any of those can spawn any colored item, there's no point in having separate colors in the first place. So yeah, I mean, you could still like you could find a legendary loot engram and still only get like some upgrade materials from it. Yep. So it's not all perfect. No, but I, you know, I think that's fair enough. You know, otherwise you will. Everyone will just if they if they want this game to last any decent amount of length of time, which it's not. Oh well, this is the thing, Don. That it's, I like. I, I think. Sorry, Don. No, that's right. You, you're right. I don't know what you're going to say, but it's it's. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it's right, regardless. But it's right, regardless, and yeah, everyone. If everyone's just able to um, upgrade incredibly quickly at the moment, that's all that people have got left to kind of hang on to at the moment because they finished at what was. The, the appalling state of the story um, and all they've got left is, is upgrading their character and getting the new gear and, and all the rest of it unless they're obsessed with the PvP but people don't seem to be it's not like Call of Duty where people are playing this just for PvP for some reason no. people aren't, aren't into it quite as much um, Can I just say what I was going to say that you were going to agree with me Please do Before I said it um, I think that you know it, it's, it's strange really this kind of situation because you guys that have gone out there and bought it and started playing it, um, the people that are going to benefit from it are the people that are a few months down the line or the people that buy the Game of the Year edition. They're going to benefit from all of the kind of patches and improvement that have been made on the game. So you guys are all going to have completed it and done all the game has to offer, and then someone's going to come in at the end of the day, a year down the line, buy a Game of the Year edition, and they're going to get a game that's kind of, I wouldn't say superior, but much smoother to play. Yeah, uh, you're quite right. Um, especially with um, the, the extra content that's coming, which actually moves us nicely onto the, the kind of last bit of story about Destiny in this case. Look at that. Um, Very nice. Which is the, yeah. uh, the, the DLC expansions, which are imminent uh, November, December. I think December is the first one. Um, and um, it's already been revealed through a glitch in the game that showed the maps um, that are, that are going to be uh, expanded on with the expansion packs um, and the areas which are already kind of um, 
uh, pinned in the game. They're already just sat there waiting for the content to be kind of uh, downloaded, I guess, or unlocked parts of it, I suspect, um, on the disc, perhaps, um, as the case may be. But it does show there's already some story missions on there, which, yeah, um, but... have all, which means they've obviously been removed from the original release of the game, which is bullshit, isn't it? I mean, it's, you know... But, the, well, especially the story you guys is the have completed thing. it anyway. You've completed it by now, and you're sitting there, and you're looking at content that's just been removed from it that yeah. you could be playing now. That makes it even more galling. Yeah, exactly. They wouldn't They wouldn't have to... Um, people wouldn't be getting quite so, you know, annoyed with the fact that they just they feel like they're just grinding the same missions and all the rest yeah. of it to upgrade if they had more of this, you know, the original stuff that had been left behind, you know, because... What remained of the story after, you know, it's been pretty much revealed. I mean, Destiny, I mean, Bungie haven't really said, you know, they won't confirm it for definite, but they have kind of said that they don't want to dwell on Destiny's past, so to speak. Um, Meaning... wonder why. Yeah, meaning... Because they're going to make a (laughs) pre-sequel. Yeah, yeah, meaning meaning the state of the story, you know, a year ago. Because, you know, this... It, it is really galling, having, you know, having looked at all the stuff that's been uncovered the last couple of weeks with the story, loads of artwork and cinematics and CGI well, that people have seen. Because surely you're not going to be happy with, you know, a few little bolt-ons, a couple of hours, there you go, have a good time with that. You're going to want something substantial, aren't you? Well, yeah, and it's... Yeah, I mean, the story is the biggest letdown of the whole thing, you know. I mean, yeah. I'm, like, I, but I'm still... I'm like everybody else. I'm compl- I complain about bits of it, but I still... I love playing, just playing the, even though I'm just grinding effectively. I still enjoy going around and doing it and going through the same areas and doing the same kind of patrol missions. And yeah. I don't know, I don't know why there's something compelling about the, sh- the shooting mechanics and the power ups. Well, as you, you know, it's as a whole leveling up, thing, isn't it? Yeah, I guess you, you kind of as you are getting more powerful and you're unlocking and you completely upgrade the subclass, you become properly powerful. You've got, you've got your blade dancer stuff with the hunter is really good. Yeah. And it, and it does shit in PvP. But I was going to say that it comes in really handy in PvP if you're a hunter. Um, but um, uh, yeah, this, it's um, it's a kind of strange state of affairs. It's a game you, you kind of you realise you, that it's got so many flaws and so much of it is just a bit wrong, and that they've yeah. actually fucked this up in so many ways. And it's just disastrous that they've kind of broken the story apart in such a horrendous way but when it had such the, huge yeah. scope. And that's but the worst that's the thing. That's the same with Halo as well, Don. Well, Halo because was good. We liked Halo, but you imagine all these sort of separate media that went around it. There was sort of films, cartoons, there was people writing novels. Yeah. So it really enriched the universe. It wasn't just Bungie. They had like all sorts of different people wow. adding bits and bobs to it, like the mm-hmm. Star Wars universe, if you will. Yeah. But Destiny, it's, it's kind of like their own little thing that they're working towards. and it- There's no real outside help. But the, the real problem is that like people have uncovered certain things, like from demos from previous E3s and stuff, where like whole subplots and characters just didn't get carried over into the final game. Like, yeah, there was what the most intriguing thing to me was like, uh, there's a one of the rings of Saturn was going to contain a fleet of ghosts, yeah. which are the little robot things that come out of you and help you scan things or whatever. Yeah. And, like, that just sounds like such an incredibly interesting visual place to visit. And it's not even alluded to in the game that Saturn even exists. Remember, this is a 10-year plan that Bungie are on, I think they said. So yeah. you're probably going to get that eight years down the line. Ah, but they've been working on this game for, like, what, seven years? And they've yeah, and, chopped and, you, and cut it. But that's, that's why it's even more weird that they've done this, because Bungie are really good at telling a story, really. If you look at Halo, 
the actual original story of you know the flood and the rings and all the rest of it was really good and they even just in that first game they told a really big kind of epic story and for them to suddenly go from that to spending like what seven years on this game yeah. to having the to just releasing it with the story in such a shredded mess that that isn't it's not that it isn't even it's so short it's just there's just little bits of whatever the hell was left like cut out and it's like how can they be happy that they've done that i don't there must be some people at Bungie who are just sat there just crying that this story has i'd hope so anyway <laughs> there's some people who that were so disappointed in what they've had to release for whatever reason yeah. um when they they had such huge scope and it's clearly there because they've mapped it out and like i've said there's all this stuff alluded to about the stuff on saturn and stuff on jupiter and uh, mercury there's there's pvp maps on mercury so yeah, you've got, you've got like, to imagine that Mercury was an actual playable planet and that maybe it will be in the future, but it, you think, well, they've yeah. therefore made it and they've cut it, so what the fuck? Yeah, there <laughs> there was, like, whole subplots between different characters and, like, there yeah. was going to be all conspiracies and intrigue and betrayals and stuff, whereas there's, like, three characters in the actual game. One of them is just a person who turns up. You never really find out why she's there. One is <laughs> the guy who speaks for the Traveller, and the first is Peter Dinklage. Uh, yeah. And it's like... Like, Nathan Fillion voices a character in this game. The character is nameless and only gives you quests. And he only gives you about three quests. Yeah. It's like, sometimes you'll be on the moon and it'll be Nathan Fillion who's like, oh, go and kill these enemies for me, thanks. And like, that was Nathan Fillion. That's what you <laughs> did with Nathan Fillion. Exactly. You've got to imagine that that was not his sole sole work for this game. He no. must have done so much more. So what the fuck? Where the hell is all this stuff? And it's... And that actually, the the thing that Gareth talked about with the, the kind of the ghost ships around Saturn and stuff. There's actually some artwork where you see a bunch of ships attacking the Traveller, and it's kind of broken up, and um, it ends up, I guess, in, you know, as it is now, it's kind of there's a bit missing off the bottom of it on Earth, yeah. so it's kind of been blown up, I guess. But those ships, you could imagine, were actually the ghost ships attacking the Traveller for some reason, and now they've ended up for some reason kind of all dead and so you know just spinning around Saturn. So. Um, Again, it alludes to this massive story that actually maybe the traveller isn't this benign or malevolent, you know, entity. That actually the darkness is something to do with the traveller, not just an enemy of it. There's a whole thing with the uh, the war mind computers, which are somehow still going and defending the earth. And you think, well, there's going to be a subplot there somewhere of them being in, you know, either that computer's being controlled by something else, or that computer has being the AI. It's taken over. Uh, um, it's decided to work against the humans who built it, so actually assisted. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, clearly evil. It's you know. called the War Mind. Yeah, and you figure that, yeah, that's <laughs> going to come in there. And actually, it's not just protecting us, you know, the you know defending our secrets from the Fallen who are trying to get all the, whoever are trying to get the secrets out of it. That actually, it's um, been working against us and could have, you know, all that kind of stuff. So there's, there's ton, all this stuff is so blatant there as an obvious story arc. It's just, it could have been so epic. And it's like, if... Fuck me! I just it, uh, it's so disappointing, and it makes me angry that clearly so much thought and work has gone into fuck off epic huge story, and then just absolutely none of it. Uh, just these horrible traces have just been left behind. It's so just just fucking annoying. It was so close. Yeah, and you think this this could have been that that game that really did that, and you think, well, if they've got this whole ten year plan, are they going to build that into this game? Or are they literally going to release Destiny 2, in which case it's going to be a completely separate standalone game, in which case, why have a 10-year plan for Destiny, really, if you're going to... I mean, if, when you can build... They've built a system that can be bolted onto. It's one of yeah, the things they've made about this game. Is. 
Yeah, they they actually they made a big thing about the engine for this game is they can actually build worlds and objects and stuff incredibly quickly and incredibly big ones very quickly. Um, so they can expand the entire universe almost at will. So is that their plan? Uh, it, but you know, if it is, I'm not going to care because I've already done yeah, what because they, they said was the main story. I know, exactly. And that's that's the biggest problem is even if they do at some point put in all or even some of whatever this original story was going to be, it's going to be so out of place and disjointed now. I don't see how well, it's ever going to properly The thing is, if, if your original story, the whole base, doesn't pull people in or inspire them, then what have you got to build upon? Yeah. And they can't rely on just, you know, leveling people leveling up and getting new gear for the rest of the next 10 years no. because yeah. that's that's never going to happen. But know? maybe we'll revisit this at the end of the <laughs> podcast when we go into Gareth and Don talk about Destiny. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen this time. Yeah, not to spoil <laughs> what have we been playing, but I haven't actually played any Destiny this week. Excellent. Oh, Fantastic. the week before. <laughs> right. So, um, Middle-Earth, Shadow of Mordor. There we go, just a bit of... Middle-Earth, Shadow of Mordor has been getting very good reviews. Now, some people are quite um, interested by this. Some people are... Surprised, I'm quite surprised actually, and it made me go out and pick up a copy. But um, obviously, I'm not going to talk about it now because now it's not the place, and I'm not going to be talking about it at length like Gareth and Don have just been doing with Destiny. <laughs> it seems that you start talking about Destiny and you can't stop. <laughs> well, we we covered four news stories there, so yeah, I suppose. <laughs> but we'll go a bit more into um, Middle Earth later on. Um, Uncharted Four. Gareth, is there a screenshot that's been leaked? Yep, of Nathan Drake's very pretty face. <laughs> yes. Uh, looking all nice, next gen. Oh, Fucking ambulances around my end tonight, Jesus. Yep. Um, and uh, Kurt Margano, I think I'm pronouncing that right, of Naughty Dog, posted the picture on Twitter with the, the line underneath it, Looking next gen as fuck. That's rude. So that's <laughs> that's the official term for the next yeah. gen graphics. Yeah, it really next does look stuff. very nice though. Nathan Drake's face is all facey. It's dirty. It's got dirt yeah. on it. It's wrinkles. Dirt you can all see over the wrinkles face. in that's the skin. That's what you want, isn't it? That's you can't be a bit of dirt on Nathan Drake's sweaty face. Yeah, so that's amazing. Uh, what is the EG- <laughs> EGX video game festival? Expo, sorry, not it's not a festival. No, it's, not. <laughs> it's Eurogamer Expo. Oh, I don't, I don't like Eurogamer at all. I, I know. Yeah. But <laughs> some people do. I know normally the Expo is held in London. Yeah. But next year it's going to be held in Birmingham. Good, because no one in London likes it. <laughs> but it means that people up north will be getting... EGX for the first time, which is pretty exciting. Like, we get, you know, Play Expo is uh, this weekend coming up, which is kind of smaller. They won't have that much new stuff, really. Whereas yeah. EGX is like a mini E3. They'll have all brand new games there and stuff that's yet to come out. So it, yeah. it is pretty exciting. I, I could maybe even go to this. Who knows? Well, there you go. You could go to it, Gareth, but me and Don are going to Comic Con, which is much better. Oh. Can yeah. I come? 
<laughs> you can, but you have to come from Manchester Aww. to London. It's not that long. Uh, it takes two and a half hours on a train. Two and a half hours? Yeah, my girlfriend got on a very speedy train because she had to go to Manchester last week. Oh, what a lucky bird. But it's like £125 for a train ticket. Uh, what? I know, <laughs> Gareth. Tell me about it. But the company paid for it. Okay. So it you can't really complain. <laughs> Um, do you want a copy of XCOM Enemy Unknown for free, Gareth? Uh, I do. Wow, I've already completed it, so... No yeah, but do you want one for free? I want one for free, No, you it. can't. It's not oh. for you. <laughs> <laughs> can, I ha- can I have one and give it to Don? Yes. Because uh, XCOM still no. Enemy Unknown <laughs> is available for free to Golden... Do you still play your Wii U, Don? Oh, I've got a Wii U. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Because yeah. you literally haven't said anything, and it's just popped up in my mind just now that I said to you when your PS4 comes and Destiny, you're probably not even going to remember that you've that's got what it. That, that's what that thing is that sits under my little copy. Yes. Table. Oh fuck! I need. I wonder what that was. Yeah. Um, I, no, I haven't switched that on since I got my PS4. Why is it under your coffee table? Well, the controller is. And oh, okay. Looked at and went, oh, that's what it is. So I was staring at it a little the is other it, day and going, is it propping up one of the corners? <laughs> <laughs> what is that? What is that thing? Um, is it no, sketch? I haven't actually. I don't know why because I, I like I like my Wii U, but I've just been obviously obsessed with uh, the PS, the new shiny thing. The new shiny yeah. thing came along, and as soon it's amazing actually. I mean, my Xbox 360 used to get so much use, and as soon as the PS4 come along, I've I've barely switched on the Xbox 360. I think twice. Yeah, and once and once was just to download the free game for gold that week and then switch it off again. Sometimes, um, Don, this is quite funny, and I think you'll laugh. It feels like you know having a DVD player, then going back to watch a VHS. Yeah, it's really weird how suddenly you go, "Oh, this is really old technology," but it's not. It's yeah. still it's it, so good. It's, it's brilliant... still serviceable, Don, and I think that's <laughs> a great, great um, compliment on Microsoft's behalf that it still feels relevant. And I've still got about. 18 games not that I haven't played yet <laughs> that there we go. still in the cellophane so at some point I so sorry to everyone for Don changing the subject but <laughs> if you want a free copy of XCOM Enemy Unknown uh, and don't we all it's while stocks last as well so they might only have two in stock they don't tell you how many they've got in stock <laughs> yeah. you've got to vote in the golden joystick for the golden joystick awards so that can be Mario Kart, it could be Destiny. But just make sure you vote. It'll be very nice. Thanks for that, Don. You're welcome. <laughs> um, Microsoft unveils room. This this was talked about quite a while ago, Gareth. It was. Uh, so why are they, still, why are they doing it now? Well, I guess it maybe wasn't ready to properly show before, but we all saw the Luma room thing where, you know, there's like snow on the screen and then it projects snow onto the uh, the wall behind the TV. Yeah, to be honest, most games are just grey, aren't they? You just paint your back wall grey. <laughs> and you get the yeah. same effect. <laughs> it's pretty no. cool. I quite liked the Lumi Room. I like the look of it. It was the most interesting thing that Microsoft were doing. Way more interesting than Connect 2 and all the rest of that nonsense. Yeah, but you need the Connect to do it. Yeah, but at least it was a good use of it. And it, it was just, it looked really cool just having all that peripheral. Um, projection outside your TV. That, yeah, but the thing know. is, how much do you pay attention to your peripherals? You don't. Uh, maybe you pay a lot more than you think. No, no, you don't. 
Fact. Maybe you like, do. Maybe you, you say do. that, but you actually don't because you're actually concentrating on the screen and what's going on in there. Yeah. To it's, even it's bother just a about bit more. That. You don't. You can ignore it, but it's a bit more immersive. If you switch all your lights off, you've got all this stuff going on around you. Your whole room is lighting up with explosions or whatever, or the scenery going past if you're driving a car or whatever. So, yeah. but this, um, yeah, this room of life thing is. Um, I thought they killed it off because I haven't heard anything about it for yeah, a, for, about, for about a year. But they've uh, secretly been beavering away in the dark. And now it is called Room Alive, which is a shit name. It is. But, <laughs> Better than uh, Luma Room. Luma Room was great. It was a little yeah. bit kitsch. I like that name. But Room Alive, I mean, that just sounds a bit weird. Sounds like the room's alive, which is exactly <laughs> what it does. Sounds terrifying. Kara, have you, do you know anything about Super Smash Brothers going on? Anything. Anything at all. I know the game launched and sold like a billion units in Japan. In fact, it sold oh, out yeah. in Japan. Uh, I know that there's a Smash Brothers 3DS tournament in the UK. Oh, yes. Are you going to that? Uh, no, because it's for the 3DS version, which I do not have. So do you still have no games for your 3DS? I still have no games for my 3DS, <laughs> but I have a Smash Bros. demo on there. So that's something I could be playing right now if yeah, I wanted yeah. to. Uh, the, to register for the tournament... Oh, it's in-game. Yeah, it is. You need to have registered before... Let me see. Oh, before the October 8th, so Wednesday. So there's no chance, because this comes out on Thursday. Gareth, I'm not being racist, but yeah. don't you think game are just starting to try a little bit too hard now, like with all these kind of tournaments and um, sort of Far Cry 4, that lock-in where everyone played it after, uh, store closing time, that they're just trying to fucking... I think this this sort of stuff is what keep, seems to be what's keeping game alive. If you look at the latest bunch of games that are coming out, any exclusive content in the UK is licensed to game and nowhere else. Yeah, but it's not that they're doing it out of the goodness of their heart. It's no, I know, but like it's, it's all it the publishers. The, pub, the publishers going to game and giving them the exclusive on everything. And I'm like, what the fuck? Why? What? Yeah. Why? It's, everyone hates game, but if you want the, the limited edition stuff, you're almost to to forced to go to this fucking bastard of a company to get it. Yeah. How it's... much longer are they going to last, Don? Well, if they if they get in every exclusive ever from every publisher, yeah. as they seem to be doing, they're going to be going for a quite a while, I suspect, because yeah. they're making a fortune out of it. Um, and it's just fucking. Uh, There's no competition on the that's... high street. That's the biggest problem, I guess. I mean, if they CX bought out games. Start selling new games, then they'd be in trouble. Well, CEX kind of do. Like, on the day a game comes out, someone will trade it into CEX, invariably, like they always do. Really? Yeah, of course they will. Like, the day GTA V came out, my local CEX had them. Yeah, but let's be honest, Gareth. It's it's not like you're going like, to start up a new business trend because someone's trading two copies of a game. No, of We're talking not. about having to order, you know, hundreds upon hundreds to get them in stock. And I just think game are lucky that CEX haven't gone on to that kind of thing at the moment. Maybe. But, it's, you know, CEX have never tried to, so... CEX are weird. Really Why are they weird? Because they they seem to just exist, go through no real difficulties, are able to employ much more staff than anyone else, <laughs> plus offer higher trading prices... And lower prices in games. So, how does that work, Gareth? Uh, I don't know. Maybe they pay their employees like nothing. Probably, yeah. They just do it for love. <laughs> anyway, this Smash Bros. tournament <laughs> will be taking place in game stores um, on October 11th and 12th. 
Uh, and they, we'll actually have one in Manchester, which is worth mentioning. <laughs> I, I think it would be good to set up a tournament in game, but just tell none of the staff. <laughs> <laughs> just get everyone to descend upon them and just have a little tournament in the middle of the shop. That would be, be hilarious. Fantastic. Uh, so there's going to be. Thank you, Gareth. Yeah. The stores that are participating are in. I'm going to name these in the order they're on the page. So. Oh, here he goes. <laughs> Gareth, this time. Okay, so. Edinburgh St. James Centre. Hull's St. Stephen's Centre. Sheffield's Meadow Hall. Manchester's Trafford Centre. Birmingham's Bull Ring. Chelmsford's Exchange Way. Bristol's Cribs Causeway and the Westfield store in Stratford, London. Oh, uh, that's where my girlfriend works. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you mean, oh, no? The important thing is, Does this Manchester work? Trafford Centre game uh, thing takes place on the same weekend as Play Expo, which is just across the road from the Trafford Centre. Wow, so everyone could descend upon it. Yeah. Oh, let's go to that and then come. I, I hope that happens. Do I really you- do. <laughs> What's that? Uh, there's also, I mean, there's a little bit more Smash Bros. news. Yeah. Tiny little announcement yeah, made tip. today. Might be worth mentioning that it's going to come out on December fifth in Europe. Dun dun dun. Wow. Nintendo Wii U. Are you getting a Wii U for that, Gareth? That's the plan. Although yeah. I don't know where from. You can probably Shop. have mine. I won't be using it anymore. Dream. Yeah. Done. <laughs> you all heard it here. Folks, that that's, that's, a, that's a contract. I've got the DLC for Mario Kart coming. I can't give it to you. Shit. Oh, bastard. Oh, that comes out in November. You, you just have to buy yeah, me one then. I've already paid for that as well, so I'd better get used at my Wii U again. <laughs> so. <laughs> so let's look forward to for you. Yep, that'll get me off the, the PS4 for an evening. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all she wrote. That, that is all she wrote. <laughs> Who used to watch Murder, she wrote? Fuck yeah. Yeah. I used to watch a lot of weird things that I wouldn't put <laughs> Don't doubt that now. for a second. Okay. <laughs> I used to watch, like, Casualty. I used to watch... Casualty was like. terrifying. But why did everyone used to watch... Like, the thing is, everyone used to watch Casualty, but no one watches it now. Mm, but what was it on. about us being younger that made us want to watch Casualty? I feel like Casualty was on... Maybe just before or just after Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, when that was like what you had to watch every week. Oh, that was that was yeah. Holby City. Holby City started up as the like the uh, the the, sprint, right. <laughs> the offshoot of of Casualty oh, around yeah. the time as um, uh, Millionaire. I remember close to sit and watch it. <laughs> they weren't uh, on the same channel, obviously, but it was like Who Wants to Be a Millionaire finishes, yeah. just yeah. change channel, and there it is. Yep. But why, why did we watch it? They had a really good theme tune. I think that's yeah. why I watched it for the, for the music. Yeah. That, but then we could have just switched over after yeah. the, the music. Why did we watch Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman? Because <laughs> it was on before CITV. <laughs> Couldn't we change channels back in those days? <laughs> no, you had to get up and switch a knob on the actual telly or push buttons on the actual yeah. telly. Um, and it, why did I used to watch Lovejoy? Because you, you fancy Mike McShane. Ian I McShane. suppose. <laughs> Why? I think it was because obviously our parents would watch it, and then we didn't really have anything else to do. There was so no TV just... in the bedroom in those days, so it no. was parents you just TV have to watch nothing. what they watched. Yeah, you couldn't just go off and have a wank. <laughs> so I was about ten, so I wasn't doing that anyway. <laughs> you were, Don. You think you weren't, but you were in a way. 
because <laughs> it's like I wouldn't call it subliminal masturbation. <laughs> but it's like you're not aware that you're masturbating, but you are. Subliminal masturbation. That's quite yeah. a real thing. Fantastic. That's my, that's my favourite <laughs> indie band. <laughs> subliminal masturbation. <laughs> right, so let's get back on it. Uh, Gareth. Yeah. The beta for Drive Club has been and gone. I watched a few of the videos and I was quite horrified by what I saw. Yep, me too. So apparently, Drive Club's like a car game. A car game. You must feel like such an idiot. I don't know how, how I, how I could have made such an easy mistake. I mean, the signs all pointing to golf, right? I'm not crazy. You look at the the title, Drive Club. How are you going to think that that's a car game? Just two things synonymous with golf. There's... Yeah. It's just... disappointing, really. It's really disappointing. Nobody needs another car game. There's like a billion of those. There's and literally think... ten of them planned everyone's for the next six months. Literally... Yeah, everyone's <laughs> literally just seen that the beta was available on PlayStation. They've downloaded it like Fury, and then they've loaded it up, and there's a car there. And, you know, Sony are guilty of sidetracking everyone and playing a curveball there. It's it's false advertising. I think we have a lawsuit on our hands if we all get our acts together. I mm. think we do. And I think like what we did with um, Bioware, with Mass Effect, we can get them to change it if we all get together and just say we didn't like the way that it came out. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. So we'll start the petition now. Start, we'll write to change.org and get that petition yep. set right up. Fantastic. So, uh, Gareth, I don't know how the joke's going to go from here. Yeah. So it's, it's really bummed me out. I mean, being kicked out of my house and having a really bad cough. This the, just worst, the worst thing that happened to me this week was finding out Drive Club isn't a golf game. Yeah, that is awful. Absolutely awful. Hi everyone, it's your weekly video game music segment with me, Gareth. This week I want to take a, another minute or so, like I've been doing the past few weeks, to remind you that Play Expo takes place on October the 11th and 12th in Manchester. That's this weekend. If you're hearing this uh, on a Monday or a Tuesday, then you've already missed it, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> um, it takes place in Manchester um at a place called Event City, right by the Trafford Centre. So if you can get to the Trafford Centre in Manchester, you can get to this event. Uh, I highly recommend it. Not only do they have like a billion retro consoles and PCs, every old game you would ever want to play with your friends is there, including Smash Bros. for me. Um, There's also a ton of pinball games and arcade games, a load of novelty things like giant Game Boys that you can play Tetris against your friends with. Um, the opportunity to play asteroids with lasers projected onto the side of an aircraft hangar um, and a crap ton of novelty stalls if you want to buy like, things like a replica of Cloud's sword from Final Fantasy 7 there are places here that you'll be able to do that that on top of a ton of tournaments uh, for games that you love and prizes being handed out throughout the day um, and a ton of new games as well, last year <clears throat> They had um, a big Nintendo booth that let you play Mario Kart before it came out. 
that let you play uh, a link between worlds as well as a whole host of other Nintendo games and the opportunity to play Assassin's Creed uh, Black Flag on the PS4 uh, months before the PS4 even came out. Um, they're mirroring that this year a little bit um, but they are keeping it under their hats so there'll be some stuff I don't know about. Um, there's also going to be a big Oculus Rift uh, display so you can try out the Oculus Rift for yourself um, and I highly recommend you do that because the Oculus Rift is something once you've tried it you really appreciate how groundbreaking and incredible that technology is. But uh, for your music this week I'm going to take you uh, back to a game that they actually had last year. Again, pre-release, you could play it before months before it even came out and that game is Dark Souls 2. Namco had a huge booth devoted solely to Dark Souls 2 and it was getting so many people in that I actually didn't get a chance to play it before it came out. But I played it this year and there's quite a lot of music in it that's really good. But the track I'm going to play for you uh, is called Theme of the Ancient Dragon. It's from the official soundtrack for Dark Souls 2. And one final reminder, Play Expo, Manchester, October 11th and 12th. You can buy your tickets online or on, on the door. Uh, a great day out for your friends and family. So, I'll see you there if you're going, because I will be attending and beating people to Smash Bros. Yes!
So there won't be a feature this week. Um, we've had a lot of news coming in over two weeks worth. So we're going to be going straight on to what have we been playing. Now, Gareth. Yeah. I don't mean to pry on your personal life. and <laughs> oh, Then you, you know, don't have to. If, if, okay. Go on. if I've gone too far, just tell me. <laughs> but what have you been playing this week? You know what? I'm going to answer your question. As in, as Thank intrusive you. as it was to my personal life. I know. I'm very sorry. Um, I haven't actually played that much this week. I, I guess, is Right Move a game? It is. You tell us your experiences, just as I did with Tinder, your experience of Right Move. So Right Move is this game. You play it uh, on on the web. It's a browser-based game. Yep. You go to uh, rightmove.com and then you... PC mouse clicky attack games, no doubt. Yeah, Don will just be tuning out for this. God. Uh, you, you type in an area that's nearby, preferably, and then yep. it'll search for loads of houses nearby that are available. And then you... It gives you, like, a number you can actually ring up in real life, and then you wow. ring them up, and then they tell you that flat has actually already been taken, and then yep. you hang up the phone, and then you feel mm-hmm. immense disappointment. Wow, that's quite yeah. Right, real phone numbers in real life. Yeah, it's like it's it's almost Shit, breaking man. the fourth wall. That's really that's that's kind of the most meta game ever. That's... It's very meta and very depressing, but I yeah. can't stop playing it for some reason. It's almost like my livelihood depends, depends on, on playing it. it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's fascinating stuff, Shit, uh, and I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. And the thing <laughs> is, Gareth, people like you. People like you. Hey! Whoa! 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 <laughs> What they they have a certain stigma attached to them <laughs> in that landlords don't want to rent to you, do they? The hairy men with death t-shirts. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, they get hair. Because it's the same with uh, when they say no dogs because of the hair <laughs> that gets around, <laughs> gets around the place. I suppose it's pretty much the same with that, isn't it? Identical. Yeah. Wow. So you're not allowed in. No. <laughs> or standing on the doorstep Hey, whoa, whoa, don't name my girlfriend by name. Don't name her by name? What do I name her as? I don't know. Woman. Right, we'll just say Al. (laughs) Poor Al is is out there on the steps crying because you refuse to shave your head. And, you know, you're you're lucky you live up north where (laughs) prices are affordable. Uh, yeah, a thousand pound a month for a one bedroom doesn't sound at all appealing. It anyway, appealing, but you just need somewhere that you can put your PC. That's all you need to worry about, and preferably an internet connection, so I can do this yeah. podcast every week and feel like yeah. I'm not wasting my life. Um, yeah. So this week, all I've really been playing is uh, League of Legends and Dota. Um. Me, me, and my friend. He's a big Dota fan. No, not Ken's. Ken's. Uh, <laughs> he's a big Dota fan, and I'm a big League of Legends fan, and we constantly argue Clash. about it. Clash. Yep. But he said to me, "For every game of Dota you play with me, I'll play a game of League of Legends with you." So we've been going back Aww. and forth. Uh, I've been calling it a hostage exchange in my <laughs> own head. Uh, where I play Dota and I complain about it but the character I've been playing as is called Lena and she's a sexy redhead so you know it's it's not all bad I suppose 
it's 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 tolerable for now. Can I tell you a story about a sexy redhead? <sighs> yes. I reserve the right to edit it all out afterwards. <laughs> okay, yes. it's, it's tasteful. Yeah, right. yeah. The redhead is very tasteful. Okay. Right. So every morning I go to my bus stop and there's a really beautiful woman that stands at the bus. No, Becky's going to be listening to this. I was about to say this is. <laughs> no, Becky's, Becky's a part. Oh, I'm not going to name my per- partner by a name. Let's call her <laughs> Beck. <laughs> she. There's this woman, a beautiful redhead, that's at the bus stop, and uh, I get on the bus. I was in Sainsbury's with Becky, and the the redhead was in there. And I saw that the redhead was one with one of Becky's friends that she used to go to school with. Mm. And then I said to Becky, who's that girl? And she said, oh, you used to go to school with her. And what a small world we live in. (laughs) That's what I thought. (laughs) Because they say, don't shit where you eat. (laughs) You know, that's true, because... If you had made love to her, it would have been really awkward if you found out what was going on, yeah? Go on, Gareth. Sure, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> wow. A bit of a fuzzy. A little bit. Don's got a bit fuzzy, but yeah. Who, me? Yeah. Yes, you. Couldn't have been. There you then go. Who? What? Stole a cookie from the cookie jar. <laughs> I sing it. Oh jeez. Yeah. Well, at least that was a tasteful story about a redhead. Thank you. Now for my distasteful <laughs> redhead story. Um, Gareth, yep. it was good that you and Ken's played Dota. It and- wasn't Ken's. What's <laughs> his name then? So I can have another refer. Ref- uh, I'm not just going to give ref- you all my friends' names. Oh, sorry. Can you make up a name? Yes. Yeah. Um, Johnny. Johnny. So you and Johnny were sitting there. You played League of Legends and he played Dota. Then you swapped over. No. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. Is that what happened? No. Uh, We basically, we played a game of League of Legends together, then a game of Dota together. And then we go back and forth. How did you play it together? Was your hand on the mouse and he kind of put his hand over your hand? (laughs) No, he like lives boats. in Nottingham. That's a bit weird, isn't it? No. <laughs> no. We play over it now on the same team. What, so you just both smash the key, the mouse buttons in simultaneously and run around the screen? What do you think video games are? Well, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I know what video games are, but it doesn't seem like the most sociable of games. Or do you have to use tactics? Team, teamwork, yeah. It's like, you know... I'm going to land my stun in three seconds, get ready to chain your stun. Yeah, so... Man, that sounds really good, Gareth. (laughs) Uh, I wish wish you all the best in the future. Uh, Don, you've been going out into civilization. I have. Uh, Is that just going to work, or have you been doing some extracurricular activities? Well, in a surprising twist of events, I was asked out by... Don is now the strongest link. Sorry, yeah, this... I was oh. asked that by, <laughs> by a lady woman girl. A lady woman girl. <laughs> well, you know, you've got to be able to tell the difference by now, Don, or you're going to get in trouble. Yeah. Lady, De- woman, or girl? Definitely a girl. 
Oh dear. Oh dear. That was the no, wrong was... answer. Of those three, that was the only wrong answer. That was the wrong answer. It's the that correct was... answer because woman is just too. It's just. She she didn't. She prefers uh, the term girl anyway. So she didn't ask you out uh, over the internet on a chat room, um, which are then going to be set up by the paedophile hunter. Did you say? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I can I can sense I'm already starting to regret revealing this piece of information. <laughs> well, yeah, you will do if that's what you've been up to. <laughs> right. So where yeah. did you go, Don? <clears throat> we uh, we went out for a drink last uh, last week, and then uh, that was all very good. Then we went out again a couple of days oh, later. The second date, the difficult mm-hmm. one. We and then we uh, went out again last night. Oh, the third uh, date. Well, third it's game over now. She's done uh, for. Who's done for? Her. She, she is. <laughs> you're going to have to make your move now, Don, or you're going to lose her. Do you know what? I think <laughs> I might just have to do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, does she appreciate the final sides of destiny? <laughs> <laughs> Not just yet, but she's, no. uh, she's, you know, she's taken an active interest in my interests. So what happens, uh, Don, is that, okay, let's just say she comes to your place. Oh God! Do and she goes. Oh, what's that? Is that a new PlayStation Four? Mm-hmm. Oh, the new PlayStation thingy-majig. Oh, I read about that. Do you then go? Yeah, you know it's brilliant. I like to play this. I like playing Destiny. It's one of my favourite games in the whole world. Oh, you want to be my friend? Or do you go? Oh, that thing. Oh, oh the other part. I just got it the other day. You know what it's like. Just I watched Blu-rays on it mostly. <laughs> How do you play it? She she knows I'm a gamer. She's very much aware. So um, it, it, it would be weird if I just kind of dismissed it out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, oh, that those four consoles sitting under my telly? No, just they never get used. They're just there for decoration. <laughs> I just buy them because I've got an illness. <laughs> got an illness. <laughs> you, you had a Wii U though, did you? Bits of black plastic that have blinking lights on the front and make little noises now and again. Better not told you you've got a Wii U, Don. <laughs> I haven't revealed my Good. Wii U ownership just yet. That's not you know first few date kind of material. And do you think that she's actually? doing this or do you think she's been dead <laughs> oh come on <laughs> bloody hell <laughs> no but you sometimes get the feeling it might happen well that might have been the case but is she uh, a lady from work no so where would you at the train station <laughs> no we've we've met elsewhere I'm not going to say where because oh the internet I'm, I'm, you know there's I'm, such a stigma no there's nothing wrong there's nothing wrong with meeting on the internet but it's not Don but, it, but it's not it wasn't a dating site or anything like that what was uh, it I'm not saying because Metacritic Metacritic did she write a brilliant. comment on that you actually like <laughs> that would be brilliant if you actually started meeting people on Metacritic yep could you imagine met his girlfriend on the internet I met my girlfriend on the internet <laughs> We knew each other for a while, but I talked to her on Facebook and I said, I really like you. I know you've been my sister's friend for a while, but, you know, and I, but it wasn't, it was more explicit than that. <laughs> <laughs> and then now we're together. So, you know, don't put down the internet. I know some friends that have got their wires from Match.com. Well, we're more kind of social media friends, shall we say. It's not. She wasn't from your black deluxe box set, was she? <laughs> no, and we shall never speak of that ever again. No, unless she <laughs> listens to the podcast back, and then she hears about your ideal woman. Oh God, she that wasn't never... my ideal woman. That was my ideal game at that particular oh. sad moment of my life. 
So <laughs> there you go. You're not sad anymore. I, I wish you the best of luck, Don. Um, well, I appreciate that. Thanks very much. I'm, are you going to take it to comic I'm very much uh, looking forward to continuing our little romantic adventure. Oh, that's that's really romantic, which women oh. don't like. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, just just swear and stuff like that. You saying be a bastard because I'm not sure I can do that. It's not. It's not really, really. Something Can't imagine that... you being a bastard. At I know. Make her play the Wii U. <laughs> that's about as bad as. Oh, yeah. We... yeah. Let's play on your PS4. I don't mind. It's like okay. No, let's play on the Wii U. You bastard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you just play Mario Kart with her and just trance her every fucking time. Yeah. Just demolish her. And then last. Boom! Time, not letting her win. It's my. <laughs> There we go. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, 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 we need an update of this every week now, Don. You do know that. That, that is uh, unfortunate. Well, sadly, she's. Um, I'm not going to be able to see it for for at least a week because she. Um, she's a very busy girl, and she's uh, also away um, in a couple of days for until oh. next week. So, um, but yes, I will be seeing her as soon as she returns. Yeah, another advantage of going out with somebody, i.e., me, who doesn't have a job, is that I'm always around at all times. <laughs> Is that the excuse you use? I just want to be around you for all times, just in case. That, that is nice, but no offence, I don't actually want to go out with you, Gareth. Yeah. I mean, you, you, I swear, why would I not be offended by that? I, that is offensive to I me. Mean, that's why I, I led with the apology. I'm not coming yeah. to Comic-Con now. Because I knew you would be a bit offended. Gareth, I would like nothing more than for you to come to Comic-Con. I'd let you stay with me as well if you couldn't find a house. And I can look at your pugs puckering bum all, <laughs> all, <laughs> all day. You can absolutely love it. And we spoke earlier because my I can tell when my dog needs to do a toilet, a number two, because his back entrance um, looks like that of a an egg opening in Alien. <laughs> it kind of pushes out. And you can... Sometimes I actually see the tip of the defecation oh come out a little bit and then he sucks it back in oh. and goes... And he needs to go out at that point. So, so that's absolutely fantastic. Oh. What have I been playing this week? <laughs> this week has been an uh, absolute, really sad week for me. Um, I got FIFA. Oh. So excited. I ran up the shop um, after work, got the game, brought it home, playing it, absolutely loving it. And the, the shooting system in it was broken. Um there doesn't seem to be anyone else complaining about it, but it seems that I couldn't score to save my life. And I was shooting it past the post, over the crossbar, everywhere but the goal. And it just frustrated me to the point where I nearly threw the controller through my TV. And I haven't been that absolutely stressed in a while. Um, That's a shame. I know you look forward to FIFA. I, I oh. have... I have images of you running to the shop like Charlie in Charlie and Chocolate Factory, running to the yeah. shop without 50p to get some chocolate. Except when Charlie gets to the to the chocolate shop and buys his chocolate, yeah. but he's just handed like a, a poo. Yeah. And then he sinks his teeth in, you can see the disappointment in but his face. Not like um, handed it, kind of a runny one slapped <laughs> on his hand and then told to fuck off. Because, you know, a lot of reviews have been saying that, you know, it's to try and justify making a new game every year. They try and tweak it, and it's not necessarily in the right direction. Mm. FIFA 14 for me was pretty much the perfect game, 
but they've just tweaked it too far now to be pretty much unenjoyable. And while you can never say FIFA 14 was the most realistic game, it was fun. And that's something I've seen FIFA 15 getting 7 out of 10s, 6 yeah. out of 10s, because they're just fiddling about with it too much. Oh well. And I well, think that, that's the problem. Hearing some good things about that Pro Evo, though, hey? Yeah, yeah. A lot, a lot of people are kind of saying it's taking it back to basics. Um, it's cutting out all the bullshit. Um, it, it reminded me of the PS2 Pro Evos. I don't know if either of you have downloaded the demo. Uh, I've not. But it's very fast, very arcadey. Um, it, it's strange playing it. It feels like playing and. I wouldn't say it's an arcade title. Obviously, it's got more production values than that. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of really basic, surprisingly basic. Um, and I don't know. It's just to see how everyone else sort of receives the game and how it's reviewed. But with FIFA, I was very sad. So I took it to a shop and I traded it in. But a price match with CEX was the place game they would give you about £2 for it. Yeah. And I got a little game called uh, Shadow of Mordor um, because I, I read that it got like a, I think it was a 9.1 or something stupid in IGN. Yeah. And then I saw a few other ones, um, <clears throat> like 8 out of 10s. So I thought, oh, I'll get this. And it's, it's that, it sits in that kind of comfortable place occupied by those games that quite didn't quite get critical acclaim but hold a place dear in people's hearts. The sort of, I don't know if you ever played the likes of Rogue Trooper on PS2. Nope. Nope. Um, Viking Battle for Asgard? Nope. No? Um, you, but you know what I mean. Even if you haven't played them, they're them games that are kind of their quality. They're really good. And the thing with um, Shadow of Mordor is it's strange... But the the captain system, I don't know if that's what they call it, but I'm going to call it the captain system, is really good. It, it, it's like a free-flowing um, system of enemies in that they'll rank up themselves. And it's a persistent, on, uh, persistent gaming world in that different factions will challenge each other. Mm-hmm. And so you could start off with a grunt in an army that kills you. And then he gets promoted to a captain. Then he'll challenge someone above him. And you'll look at it on the world map. And he can become, like in a few days, few hours, one of the top generals. So just for you, killing you. Not just for killing you, but he has to challenge. They'll, they'll go over to other people while you're playing it. They'll go over to other encampments of orcs. And they'll challenge the other orcs for their place. It's the kind of battling each other, essentially. Yeah. It's quite interesting. Yeah, it's it's quite interesting to have a system where the enemies are actually fighting amongst themselves actively. Yeah, (coughs) you're you're existing in this world. Yeah. And, you know, there'll be just this average character that's just one of many in an army. He'll kill you, okay? This is what happened to me first time. He'll kill you, and then he'll get promoted to, like, a captain, a little leader. So he'll have his own little squad. And you'll go to fight him again because you can see him on the map where he's travelling to and it will say you, you want to kill him before he becomes more powerful so you can't deal with him because they then get their own encampments and then their own kind of cornered off areas. 
So you'll go up to him and he'll come up to you and it'll come up at the bottom and he'll sort of, you interlock to go into battle, like your swords will cross, and he'll say, I've killed you before, human, and I'll do it again. So he remembers, which is quite cool. He remembers how many times he's killed you and stuff. If you beat him, then he's rise to fame ends there and he just dies. But if he beats you again, then he'll rank up again and he'll get stronger armor and he'll get more followers and he'll maybe get two bodyguards that are just as hard to kill. So that happens all the time. And it, uh, After really, a while, is it like, I've killed you 83 times already, <laughs> human? It's, it's not like that. It's like, you seem to forget how many times I've killed you. Won't you just give up already? Pathetic. And stuff like that. That might not be the actual soundbite. But it's really good because you start getting angry and you want to kill them, but you're not quite at the level to kill them. And they're better than you are. So you've got to kind of leave them. But all the time you're leaving them, they're leveling up again. Hmm. So it's kind of like, I don't know how to explain it. It's like it's their game. But instead of you being the main player, you're more of the irritant. (laughs) Do you see what I mean? Yeah. So it's like it's their game. They're playing the game and they're enjoying their game. But you come along every so often and try to just mess up their lives. But then there's obviously a story in it as well for you about Sauron coming back and Gollum's in it and whatnot. Um, but it's just a really good game. The combat's so satisfying. At first, it's a bit... I said to Don and you that it's a bit annoying. It seems to be the same combat in every game, in Sleeping Dogs, in Batman. Well, <laughs> allegedly, this game started out as a Batman game. Allegedly. So, Don't make your allegations of rumours again, Gary. No, no, no. Okay. Like, it, it was basically meant to... This feature was meant to be like sort of the crux of the next Batman game. Yeah, you could see it in Arkham Asylum or something. Yeah, like, you know, a, a, a new criminal mastermind is trying to rise up the ranks past Penguin or, yeah. or whoever. But apparently this feature's not as developed in last generation. Yeah. So people would be annoyed about that. But as soon as you start unlocking things, like being able to slice people's heads off with one chop and stuff, the combat becomes, in my mind, better than Batman. <gasps> I always found Batman to be a bit, I, don't, I wouldn't say cumbersome, but you can feel a bit outnumbered at times. And not I didn't really use the grappling hook and stuff um, in my combos because it just got a bit too complicated. In this, it's kind of like you, you go whack, whack, parry, and then your sword lights up, and then you can chop someone's head off, and you can take on like pretty much a whole army, and the screen fills up more than what it does in Batman. You'll have like 30 or 40 orcs trying to kill you, and you're yeah. just cutting a path through them, and it feels so good and satisfying. There's something about a sword that's very primal. We love swords. And when you're that's just cool. whacking, yeah, you're whacking the sword into them. And they're just dropping. You feel so good. But, you know, I'm about 20, 25% into the game. But it's always one of it's one of those games where you don't know how much of the percentage the story is going to be. Mm. The story is normally about 20% of the game. And the extra, it just fools you because you need to collect a certain amount of plants. <laughs> for the extra 90 No, but you know what I mean. For the extra 50% completion, you uh-huh. have to collect a stupid tablets that are laid around the area. And this game's as guilty as any other game, but I just ignore them. Like finding ancient relics that Gollum's hidden around the place, 
No, I'm alright, thanks. That Gollum, he's such a scamp. He is a scamp. Um, Forza Horizon 2, I also purchased because if I know that there's two games that I want, I can't just play Shadow of Mordor and think I feel happy to just be playing this. I, I feel an itch that there's a game out there on the shelves that I want to play. And it, it just falls into the same category as Titanfall in that it's so good and so mechanically sound that there really is nothing at all wrong with it mm-hmm. and that it's reached the pinnacle and the zenith and the only way is down. But at the same time, that makes it incredibly boring. Right. In that it's the same game as Forza Horizon 1, really, but that's not a bad thing. And it, it's brilliant, it plays well. You really can't point anything at it and say, well, this should be better, that should be better. Because it's so nice to play, it's brilliant. And I suppose it's inoffensive, and it's like what we said about Don, joking around at the beginning of the podcast, in where you could be that kind of person that never pisses anyone off, but at the same time, no one ever remembers that person for doing anything <laughs> amazing. Right. And I think that is where Titanfall and games like that, they live. Yeah. It's that kind of, you don't get noticed. You get noticed for being mechanically sound and being able to perform well what you're doing, but you're not offending anyone, nor are you making anyone overexcited. So, yeah, like like me and Don were going on at Destiny earlier. We were like yeah. we're like angry at it, but it's still that keeps yeah. it fresh in our minds. So yeah, it's kind that's of what I'm better. saying. You're you're reaching at things that could have been improved. And you're looking at what they can improve and what they can add on in the next game. But whereas something like Forza Horizon 2 is so well realised and it's so nice and great to play that it's so inoffensive that it doesn't really stir any emotion in you at all, if that Mm. makes sense. And because it doesn't give you any kind of emotion, it sort of doesn't challenge you mentally and then it doesn't really leave a mark on you because it's just nice and it's a nice game to play and you can pick it up, play it, have a good time but then you're not itching to play it again. Whereas Shadow of Mordor it's frustrating because sometimes <laughs> you'll get five captains all trying to kill you at once right. and it feels impossible and it feels unfair and you think, oh, that was annoying, that was unfair, that's pissed me off. But I want to show them orcs, and I'm going to go after them and take them out one by one. Do you see what I mean? Yes. So even though it feels unbalanced and unfair, the unfairness of it makes you angry and makes you want to succeed. And I think that's a lot of what Titanfall and Forza Horizon 2 miss out on, is that kind of... Um, injustice that you would feel it doesn't push the buttons it doesn't make you feel competitive and in Shadow of Mordor when there's been a captain that's every time he's had like two or three other captains with him because he's too much of a pussy when you get him on his own and you slaughter all his men and he's there on his knees and you've got the possibility of letting him go or chopping his head off and your sword just goes through his head and his head comes off in slow motion and you look into his eyes as it flies up to the screen in slow motion that feels good. <laughs> person. But, you know, it is. And that's why we play games. 
We don't want to sit there going, oh, this is nice, playing a game on autopilot. We want to be pissed off. Some of the greatest games I've ever played have had moments in it which just made me infuriated. But, you know, it burns into your soul, doesn't it? You can always remember that time when you just got so freakingly angry that it just stays with you. But, yeah, there you go. I say, Don, go out and buy Shadow of Mordor. Don't worry about this woman. It's just going to end in tears. <laughs> just play it. Don't don't answer her calls, and she will love it. Bloody <laughs> hell. Okay? I don't know. I, I, I kind of feel like I might actually want to see her again. <laughs> but you're not supposed to tell her that. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, I don't know. I think I, I might play it my way this just just to just as an experiment you know just to try it another way to you know to your plan yeah <laughs> i might try it the way that so it comes across as i'm actually interested in her because i am actually interested in her and i do actually want to keep doing her so i'm going to try and i'm going to try it that way well, we'll see how it goes guy. follow guy shame my girlfriend you're saying oh yeah everyone's going on like we're together we ain't together <laughs> See how nonchalant he was about Anna. He didn't care. But that's that, that's just guy's life in general. So. <laughs> he doesn't really care about anything, does he? Uh, he's a funny old chap. <laughs> right, so that is the Game Central podcast this week. Um, Becky, if you're listening to this, please don't go into any dangerous areas in Turkey. What are dangerous areas in Turkey, Gareth? Um, All bars, clubs, and pubs. Torre Molinos? Is that Don't Turkey? Don't go to Torre Molinos. Is he a football player? <laughs> uh, yeah, Torre Molinos. I think he uh, manages, manages Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, but that's fantastic. Um, Don, we look forward to your. If you meet your woman again, uh, we look forward to it. We do. We don't have much else to look forward to. Are we? <laughs> Uh, Gareth, I hope you find a place to live. Me too. And I'm going to live the life of a bachelor, but a celibate bachelor. On Tinder. Yeah. So (laughs) until then, thank you very much. Go out and buy Shadow of Mordor. You won't be disappointed, Don. (laughs) Gareth, don't buy it because apparently on current gen systems it's very cut down, okay? I have a PC. Oh, he has a PC. Get it on that then. Yep. But Gareth only <laughs> has his mouse hooked up to the PC. Where he's clickety-click, clickety-click. <laughs> Bless him. Why right, then, guys, thank you for listening to the Game Central podcast, episode 37. We'll be back next week where we're talking about life and games in general. Bye-bye. Bye. TTFN. Bye.